0: Like, oh, this is the big news in Cincinnati that we have microwave pork products. Okay. <laughs> welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. Annie, thank you for being here today. I appreciate And we were talking before I hit record. That's, well, we're not going to share that with anybody else. But <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you being here and welcome to our show.
1: Thank you, Scott. I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the train wreck of an intro. Um, <laughs> why why don't you tell our audience uh, your backstory? Because it's, it's pretty darn cool.
1: Hey guys, I'm Annie of Annie underscore Eats Food. Don't forget the underscore between Annie Eats Food. Um, I'm originally born and raised from Honolulu, Hawaii. I have moved up to Seattle, Washington about six years ago. Um, started, well turn my personal Instagram account into a food account because I moved here without knowing anyone. Um and at that point it was just me. So I decided to why not just eat around Seattle and started to share um all these fine places that I found. So mom and pop's um fine dining basically anywhere that I love to eat. Um, that either reminds me of home or new cuisines that I wanted to try. Um, and yeah, that's basically how Annie Eats Food started.
0: All right, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you a tough question because I'm going to ask you to think back. What was the first Seattle food memory that you had that you went, "Wow, oh, this is awesome, like your surprise, like a, a pleasant surprise?
1: Oh, I think a lot of Vietnamese cuisines, I really? was surprised. Um, because I, I've i had visited Seattle twice before I made the move. And that was three months before I made the move. Um, <laughs> and I thought, wow, this city have a lot of seafood. I love seafood. I love shrimp. That's my favorite. Uh, but I also love oysters, um, clam chowders. So that's kind of what I knew was everything that was in Pike Place Market. So when I moved here, I live in the South Lake Union um, area, close to Whole Foods, walking distant from work. And, you know, I didn't have a car or anything because Seattle is very expensive. And at that point, transportation is the best way to do it. Um, So I went down to International District, um, Chinatown, then kind of walked around the area and realized oh my god there's a little Saigon and I was shocked because I didn't really explore the area a lot and there was just so many Vietnamese cuisines that remind me of home reminds me of my grandparents cooking and I think that was the first um real like impression that I got ha- had of Seattle besides Pike Place Market and the food that is in that market, Um, which is great as well. But I think for me, that's kind of click with me was knowing that there was like a part of my culture here as well.
0: Right. Okay. I must be the only, and I'll just share with this. I, I, I must be the only person that doesn't appreciate pho. I just don't get it. Help me. Help me understand because everybody else loves it. And I'm like, it's, I'm just like, what am I missing? I, I feel like I'm like, I'm the only kid that doesn't know the, know the the story here, So not to jump completely, but jump. No. Um, what would I, so where should I, let me ask you this question. If mm-hmm. I come over, if I drive over to Seattle and I am admittedly not a aficionado of uh, mm-hmm. where should I go? And what should I try that I've been missing out on?
1: All right, Scott. So I'm going to tell you a secret. So I actually, being Vietnamese, and maybe I'll get shame on, or I don't know what's going to happen after. But <laughs> I personally don't like fall. Um, um, It's because growing up, you know, no one can make it better than my mom and grandma, but also they fed me so much fall <laughs> growing up. So to me, pho, it's always going to be there, regardless. Wherever right. I go, there's always going to be pho. Um, but, you know, there's so much more than pho. So if you are coming to Seattle, and I have to really recommend you a pho place. Yeah. Um, so when I first moved here, and I met my boyfriend here, he actually told me, you have to go to Pho Back the Boat, which is in Little Saigon. So it, it's very unique, and you will spot it out. Um, there's a boat, and in the past couple of years, the children have decided to open pho back sup, which is right next door, and you will see it, um, which is family-owned, and I really love their um, pho a lot, and mm-hmm. you have to get it with the brisket. Um, oh, okay. It just makes it more unique rather than the combination, which is come with tripe, tenant um, meatballs and um steak mm-hmm. so but this one it comes with basically a rib okay uh, which okay. I really like a lot because it's different right um, but other than that I would usually go with combination because I love all of the tripe tendon um, sure. I'm I'm all about it but for me pho is not really my goal too.
0: okay What's your go-to?
1: Oh, I love bomba which is a spicy beef noodle soup. Um, okay. which if you never had it, you're going to have to try it because you're going to love it and you're going to okay. be like, Oh my God, um, <laughs> it's the best, uh, which I really love. Um, and the best place to go for that is if you're in Seattle across the street from fall there's a place called fossil one, um, you have to get the number 34 <laughs> i know the number because i go there basically weekly and the <laughs> owners are great um they're fantastic and their bomba way is really really good get it extra spicy because the, the spicy makes it <laughs> makes it
0: <laughs> really uh, see yeah. i, I- Okay, I'll trust you on that. I will go try it. I will go and I will report back. Um I will yeah. because uh but spice. I'm You're getting gonna
1: better.
0: love it. Just, getting have,
1: just have a Vietnamese iced coffee next to it. Oh, yeah,
0: and I love <laughs> I love Vietnamese iced coffee. Oh.
1: It's so okay. good.
0: So I'm gonna why well, this is just gonna bounce around just <laughs> like I, I think I prepared you and warned you, but do you have and an totally not prepared question for you, but on your website and before. So first off, I want to make sure we address the through Annie's window, how you got to that name and all that, which I know there's a little bit of a story and I'd like to have you share that, but do you have any recipes on your site for good Vietnamese iced coffee?
1: So I do not. um, I actually have shared my Vietnamese iced coffee through my Instagram. So if you go onto my page, there's a highlight, um, which I will. I should be sharing iced coffee. Um, There's a lot on my blog that I am trying to work around. You know, life's life's been crazy, and I didn't really start to do this full time until a year ago. So there's still a lot of updates, a lot of changes that needs to be made. Um, So yeah, I mean, through Annie's window. Uh
0: Yeah, we let's (laughs) go there.
1: Yeah, we did talk about this briefly. So when I started my platform and a year into it, um, Eats food, I told myself I wanted to, be, to to be different. I wanted to be more than just sharing Seattle eats, um, which I love and I was fine with it. But I knew that there was more to me and more passion for food, and that's cooking. Um, because growing up, like I would watch my grandma cook in the kitchen, and you know, being Asian they don't really tell you the measurement. They're like, just eyeball it, taste it as you go. And just keep adding, you know, add maybe more fish sauce, more soy sauce. So I grew up, you know, just watching my grandma and grandpa cook, but also my family um, own a restaurant in Hawaii. And I learned at a young age to go and work for my aunt and my cousin on how to basically cashier make Vietnamese iced coffee, work behind the kitchen, and make pho. And, you know, that's kind of how I fell in love with food, and how I fell in love with cooking, just watching the people that I love cook. Um, so I knew that I have that passion in me. So one summer, one summer, um, I decided that, hey, I'm just gonna cook. And you know, at that point I'm just gonna share it. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, that's okay. Um, but I kept sharing it. And over time, um, a lot of my OG followers would remember they started calling me the windowsill girl. I would be out in public and they're like, Aren't you the windowsill girl? That and the reason for that is because the natural light, right? You wanna shoot closer to the windowsill um to get that natural light, which Washington in general or Seattle have a lot of natural light because of the gray sky. Um, So over time, when I was thinking about my blog name, I was going back and forth. It's like, what do I want to call it? Like, I don't want to be Annie eats food because that's just maybe too basic. Um, But I wanted something that people can maybe understand. And I talked a little bit about this on my blog Um, Through Annie's window, it's basically you are taking a look into my life, into the recipes that I create from the window out. So from an outsider perspective and basically getting to explore all the recipes. um, Eventually, the blog is just not on recipes, but eventually travels as well. Um, So that's kind of where I landed was through Annie's window um, after talking to a few friends, of course.
0: Well, that's a great name. And yeah. and I'm on the site right now which is always a dangerous thing for me to be doing while we're while we're talking because now I have to ask about this Australian bakery um the Australian pie company.
1: Oh yes.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just
1: I'm like <laughs> no. scrolling
0: and I'm like, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> so, please, let's just jump around. What is the Australian pie company?
1: So the Australian pie company is located in Beeren. Um I was down there just exploring Beeren because I am not a homebody. I love to be out there and explore. And, you know, I was just getting coffee at and Press. And right next door, there was Australian pie. And I walked in and I was like, oh, so you guys sell pie. But like they sell like miniature pies. So the one I had was kind of beef and um, kind of gravy-ish. And it was Mm -hmm. really good. Um, I was shocked because from the appearance from the outside and, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's not very Instagrammable. But for me, I don't care. It's all about taste. Um, so well, looks I pretty went in. It
0: Instagrammable to me.
1: It was really good. Um, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> for me, it's like I am all about trying new things. And this is something that I would definitely go back for. Price is reasonable. Service is great. Food is Fabulous and there's just so many options.
0: Right. And then as I'm scrolling and I'm like <laughs> it kind of makes me like want to go to the beering area. Um, you got boon boon and coffee in here. That's a great place. That's a yes. That's a very cool place. But gotta find it. Where'd it go? Gotta tell us. I, I put you on the spot. <laughs> the Nashville fried chicken. The hot fried Uh, chicken.
1: Oh, my God. I saw, Brian, um, actually, you're talking about the Nashville chicken down in, um, are you looking at the Renton one?
0: I don't know where I'm at. I'll I'll describe the picture to you. It's somebody's hand holding a (laughs) giant piece of fried chicken in a bun. I mean, if it's your hand, your hand is dwarfed. (laughs) <laughs> if it's if it's a guy's hand, this thing is six feet long. I mean, this thing's huge. It is <laughs> from, I think, Yummy Meats and Deli? Yes.
1: yes, Yummy Meats and Deli down Renton. Um, wow. They are a Nashville hot fried chicken sandwich. Um, those hands are actually my boyfriend's hand. So I would <laughs> never let him become the photographer. He's always my hand model. He's
0: your hand now model. you know, Perfect.
1: he's always my <laughs> hand model. Um your hand
0: model every ig piece of versus, chicken.
1: yeah no their chicken are huge um it you know they make it to order it's crispy it's spicy there's different you can always adjust the spice level but it is it can be spicy but okay. it's huge it's delicious it's filling um
0: oh yeah i mean yeah No, okay we well, did we'll not finish then. Okay. So, sorry, sorry, folks. You'll have to look at the photos on our Instagram They're or this, actually this is on our blog and it's her eat South sound eat Seattle South sound guide. Go we'll look at that. <laughs> There's some, okay. Squirrel back, back to you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, you're fine.
0: So you, you created the, through the Andy's window, you've been, you, you, I like the tagline at the bottom where it's eat, explore and experiment. So why don't we, um, why don't we talk about experiment? Tell our audience what that means to you.
1: To me, experiment is giving it a try. Like, you know, not just doing the same thing you do every day, but you get to experiment either that being the kitchen or being outside in restaurants, trying something new. I am a firm believer on always giving something a try and then deciding if you like it or not. Um, okay. so that's what I mean by experiment, experience or experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just give it a try. Like you don't know until you know, right. Um, that's what kids say these days, right. If you know, you know.
0: Right. Well, I love to ask this question to people. So when you've been experimenting with food at home and you're in your kitchen and before, before we hit the record button, you were, you're, we are talking about, uh, you know, what does Brussels sprouts and lemon go together using that as a Example, remember? Mm -hmm. So, in all of your cooking experiments, what's gone horribly wrong? What has there ever been a like, oh, these ingredients would be great together? And nope, (laughs) that didn't work. (laughs) Has there, have you ever had any of those? Um,
1: I definitely have a few. Um, I can't think of any on top, Um, but I have had um, failure dishes where baking. I I am a cook. I cannot bake. I okay. try to bake as much as I can. Um, I think baking takes the longest for me because you know with baking you have to really be precise and measurements have to be pre- pre- precise. And once you mess it up, you kind of mess up the whole thing. Um, I think a few months ago I was making an Ube um, Flan cake, and and if you never had. Oh, ube is like a purple yam, um, which is sweet. Um, So I I made a ube flan cake. And I was like, why not? You know, like there's a lot of them. Um, You probably will see like cupcakes with little flan on top um, from Hawaii or from uh, LA. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to make a cake version. And I was making it the first time and everything looks great. Put it in the oven bake it, and I was like, I think this is done. Um, then decide to <laughs> pop it over, and I like to record as I'm making it, and I was c- recording it, and I popped the cake, lift the lid, and my whole cake just melts. It just melts, and it was not baked through. The, f- the flan, the cake, but everything else, it looks perfectly fine. But it was not cut through. So I wasn't going to give up. And I was like, okay, it needs more time. But maybe at a lower temperature. So I went and cleaned up the whole mess and just recreated that. And it came out great. It baked perfectly. But the taste wasn't really where I wanted it to be. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I went in and I made it again. So, you know, being a recipe developer, right? There are those incidents where you just never know what's going to happen. And right. maybe you'll be lucky you'll get it on the first try and you're like, the flavor, I nailed it. Or maybe it's a, a little bit under season. Let me try to see if I can adjust that and then write the final recipe. Um, but, you know, being a recipe developer, there's definitely a lot of uh, research and develop. Uh, what is trending? What is the fruit and the vegetable of the season? Like, could I make something? And also what is the upcoming holidays? Like for Easter, for example, like what can I make or develop that, you know, my followers can recreate at home for Easter brunch or Easter dinner? Um, You know, something new and, you know, there's always ways that I try to find um, kind of inspirations. And for me, that's where eating out I get the inspiration, like, oh, this is a neat idea. What if I combine this dish with this dish? Like, wouldn't it be interesting? So you know, being a recipe developer, you just you just have to eat and really try a bunch of food and see if these flavors will work together. And maybe you remember from your childhood that your mom, dad, or grandparents made, and you'd be like, well, I love this dish, but I also love this. Can I combine? The ingredients and create one recipe out of it. Uh, so I always have fun with that, and it definitely takes time and patience.
0: Yeah, I'm, and I'm scrolling around on your recipes right now, going, "Ooh, ah, uh, hmm. glad I'm not particularly hungry." Before we started this uh, this episode, <laughs> there's some you're doing some really some very interesting things here. I, just randomly, I'm, I'd like to ask you about two of them. Uh, this oyster pot pie. Do you remember that?
1: Oh yes. Um that was a partnership that I had with Taylor Shellfish. Um, okay. you know, they sent me oysters and I was like, well, I can either go the route where I grilled the oysters and do like um a scallion oil, which in Vietnamese culture that's kind of what you do is kind of you grill the oyster, you let it lift a little bit, then you put scallion oil with shallots, or I can recreate or do something different and find inspiration and in how I can use these oysters. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually recreate this dish based on a cookbook that I had under her recipes. And I was like, this is a great idea. Why not? Like, let's give it a try. Um, and it turned out really, really good.
0: Like, They're, They look, they look amazing.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, not all recipes I can say that I fully recreated or like mm-hmm. created myself, but find inspiration from other great cookbook authors or recipe developers.
0: Yeah. Since I told you I was only going to ask you two, I don't got to decide here. <laughs> Tell us about the lobster rolls.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was last summer and you know, lobster rolls, there's, there's many great places in just Washington or in Seattle area to have great lobster rolls. Um, the market up in Edmonds, they have great lobster rolls, um, oh, okay. Beering Seafood House down in Bering, of course, they have great lobster, um, or crab rolls and lobster rolls as well. And I thought, Hey, you know, last year, everyone either had lost their job, uh, You know, everyone started to cook a lot and not everyone can afford lobster rolls because they can be very spendy. And I was at Costco and I was like, wow, those lobsters are pretty they're pretty cheap. They're on sale. So I was like, why not? Why not make some lobster rolls and you guys can give it a try as well and see how it can be affordable making at home. So I bought a lobster for $17. And I made four, you can make four out of that. And I was surprised. It was so good. So I wanted to make sure that I will share the places that you can get lobster rolls, but also Mm -hmm. for those that are saving money, you know, through the hard times, have a family of five and they want to feed everyone lobster rolls. Um, And this was a great alternative, making lobster rolls at home.
0: Well, I'm reading this, and what is QP mayonnaise?
1: Oh yeah, QP mayo is a, a Japanese mayo, which is a little sweet. Um, I personally love QP because I love that little sweetness that it brings. It goes great, basically, on everything.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That was dumb. I'm reading the I'm reading the ingredient list. I'm like, well, what's that? Okay. So, your your Instagram is full. Do you do all your photography?
1: I do. I do my okay, But you said my boyfriend's
0: the hand model. So, the Molly Moon's ice cream, that's his hand?
1: That's my hand.
0: Oh, ah, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, what flavors of Molly Moon ice cream do we have there on that cone?
1: So, that one is the Yeti, which is my favorite. And then the other one is a Blackberry Jam, uh, which is their seasonal um, flavor. And... I think this combo should be everyone's new favorite combo because it just works. You get chocolate and you get berries and it just, it works. Um, okay. It's like a coffee flavor, um, the Yeti. So I personally love coffee and chocolate together. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're ever in Seattle and you want to try Molly Moons, get the Yeti.
0: Yeti. Okay. So coffee, Are you're a coffee fan?
1: Oh, I'm huge. Okay, I'm a huge coffee fan.
0: Share with us a, your what's your go to coffee drink.
1: It's going to have to be Vietnamese iced coffee. Oh,
0: okay, um, and where's the best place to get one in Seattle? In your so opinion,
1: there's two places that I really really love and I like okay. to go, and I always rotate between them. Um, one is down in Columbia City, um, Coffee Holic. Okay. Um, owners are great, staff is great. Um, you will always get a great drink, all of them. I like their Coffeeholic Dream, which is really, really good. A little bit sweet, but it's great. Why not? The extra sugar boost, right? Um, (laughs) And I love Hello M, which is located in Little Saigon. They're from the same owners of Fubak, which is the boat as well that I mentioned earlier. (laughs) Um, They open Hello M basically sharing the culture of Vietnamese coffee, how the beans got started, how they got started. Um, And their, and their Vietnamese coffee is really, really good. I really love it a lot.
0: What in your opinion, what makes their, their coffee so good? What is it that they're doing? You mentioned the Vietnamese beans. What's let's go a little deeper on that. What's kind of the backstory there?
1: I think for them it's like they share the story on how the beans are being roasted uh, where they're getting it from um and kind of like the stories behind it um mm-hmm. for me when i am drinking vietnamese coffee i love my coffee strong um and just you know vietnamese coffee is you're using a fiend and you put ground coffee in it and you're and you're boiling hot water you are put Basically, pour it into the fin, and it, you let it kind of drip. You know, mm-hmm. all the espresso, all the coffee dripping down into like a bed of condensed milk, um, yep. and you kind of mix it together, and you get Vietnamese coffee. You can have it hot. You can have ice, um and that's kind of like the whole reason why I love Vietnamese coffee is just there's so much history and there's always um, like a story behind it, right? Like how you can make this coffee, why is this coffee so good? Um the process of it, you know, it's it's interesting, not just from a espresso machine, right?
0: Well if you're not drinking Vietnamese coffee, what's your go to coffee? You know, if you can't have a good good Vietnamese Mm -hmm. coffee, what do you you like strong coffee? Are you drinking espresso's neat and clean or you just drinking drip coffee?
1: What do you drink? If I am out and just, you know, getting a cup of coffee. I like vanilla latte. Um, just a vanilla latte, but it have to be ice. I only drink ice. Um, regardless if it's winter, it have to be an ice beverage. Um, maybe because growing up in Hawaii, it was always warm and it's always hot. There was never need for hot coffee. Um, but for me personally, I always like ice beverages.
0: So where's a good place to get a iced vanilla latte?
1: so my favorite, Oh, that's a hard one. Huh? There's, so I really, I've been addicted to Sabine out in Ballard. Um, very cute, um, restaurant, a lot of outdoor seating, indoor seatings. Um, they have a little, they're a restaurant, but they also have like a little bakery section that they have okay. like, um, baked goods as well. And coffee. Um, and I was with my friend Monica, who was on here. Uh, we were just having lunch, and I ordered ice vanilla latte with oak milk. Oak milk is my go-to, and it was so good. Like it was strong, but it was not sweet. Um, and okay. they use, if I remember correctly, I think their coffee bean was Cafe Vita, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like their um, coffee beans as well.
0: That's like that's a good coffee sale. That's good. yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, the Washington state, we're just, we're so lucky. If, if you're a coffee fan, you're you're in a great place to find coffee almost anywhere. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, in fact, it's probably easier for me to f- say where to get good coffee than where to go and say, well, here's place I wouldn't get coffee at. Right. I mean, I've got those places, but you know, most places are like, yeah, this is, this is wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I walk outside of my apartment and there's four coffee sh- shops, <laughs> like two on each corner. <laughs>
0: I I, I used to joke that Starbucks had calculated exactly how many steps it would take you to finish the average, you know, tall beverage from the Starbucks (laughs) and then exactly one step beyond that was the next Starbucks. You know, they just so calculated, you know, you know, 107 steps and then here's the next location.
1: (laughs) There is two like, like a block apart from each other right outside my apartment.
0: Oh. I'm going to guess one's on one <laughs> side of the street one's on the other.
1: Yeah. No, you're correct.
0: Yeah, it's for traffic. So <laughs> going to work and coming home.
1: Exactly. That's why they do
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, 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 that's one of the reasons why they're big. They're very, very smart. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so your dog. Let's My totally dog. shift gears away from food. Your dog. Your dog, dog is becoming a star.
1: He is. Little mulchy. Uh, Mulchi is my miniature poodle. Um, he is the love of my life. Sorry, Riley, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but Mulchi is the love of my life. Um, he is great. You know, like I really think that I have a few followers or a lot of followers that actually follow me because of Mulchi.
0: Um, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean,
1: he oh. he just brings so much joy and um for me like it's just nice to have a dog around you know if i need a break we go on dog parks i mean we've been going on a park like every day so uh-huh. he's with me constantly um not just i mean not today because i need a little break from him uh, <laughs> but he's with me 24 7 mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he's 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 amazing
0: yeah he's very cute he was very Thank you. cute and he was very personal we were talking on the phone the other day you know he was at the park he, he said I just pulled up to the park and he knew where he was he was he was all ready to go that oh was great.
1: he's a smart dog he yeah. like even a block <laughs> away he knows where, where we are going and he would start crying and I'm like can you stop please <laughs> well of course they're not gonna know that until we actually right. let them out <laughs>
0: right all right. So I'm going to ask you some questions here and these are going to, not to put you on the spot, but we're going to put you on the spot. So normally I only like to talk about Washington state, but before we went live, you were saying some things. So you grew up in Hawaii.
1: Yes.
0: And I told you I'd never been to Hawaii before.
1: I was shocked.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> so hypothetical situation, you and I are on an airplane together. We're, we land in Honolulu
1: Yep.
0: and it's time for lunch. Where are you, where are you going to make me go?
1: I am going to take you to zippies okay. and I hope everyone that's listening that have been to Hawaii or Honolulu uh, specifically have been to zippies. Um, they have great chili. They have great mochiko chicken um, zip packs, just a bunch of great food like Hawaiian Asian comfort food.
0: Okay. And what would you have me order?
1: I'm going to have you order. So my go-to is the chili fried chicken rice plate. So it's basically two scoops of rice, a mac salad, um, their chili, and two pieces of fried chicken. All right. Like their fried chicken is also really good. Um, If not, I'll have you order the machico rice plate with their mac salad.
0: And, uh, and since I'm such a coffee fan, I, I've got to have coffee somewhere in Hawaii. Where where would you say I have to go try coffee in Hawaii?
1: So, hmm, so my recent craving would be Island Vintage, um, okay. which you can see them like all throughout um, Waikiki or Ala Moana Mall. But Island Vintage, they have a macadamia um, coffee. It's almost like a macchiato and a mocha combined, but it's okay. like espresso, but it's really good. Like, I think on a hot day and you're in Hawaii and you're just walking through the streets or you're just walking to the beach, you will want to order this drink. It's so refreshing.
0: All right. Okay. Now we're going to shift it up. I'm driving over to Seattle for the first time in a long time. We're going to meet and we're going to go out to dinner. Where are we going to go for dinner in Seattle?
1: So we can't just go to one place. <laughs> right, I have right. a big well, appetite. You're my
0: type of person.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a big appetite. So we will start small. Um, okay. Well, it depends how much you can eat. But I will probably. Take, I, I hold my own. <laughs> I will probably take you to go eat um, mi, um either at Tammy's um, down in Rainier or at uh, Lundway which is in um, Chinatown or Little Saigon, in between um, for their banh mi Dakbik, which is basically everything that's in it. Um, From there, we'll continue on. We'll go down um, to Chinatown. We'll probably go to A-plus Hong Kong and get um, mango sago drinks, which is like mango smoothie with sago Which is kind of like a miniature, um, I wouldn't say it's like tapioca ball, the black balls, but it's kind of like a, I don't know why I'm blanking out, but it's like glutinous uh, rice. Okay. Um, But it's really good. We'll get that. And we'll also get like uh, rice cake rolls from them uh, with the XO sauce, which is uh, rice paper, uh, rice. Flour cake and it's just roll up and you kind of put like chili, little small shrimps in it, um, and it just stir fry together. It's really really good. Um, from there we'll probably go to Mike's Noodle House, get some wonton noodle and brisket soup because it's so good. That um, sounds amazing. <laughs> I haven't eaten lunch yet, and this is making me hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- that sounds amazing. That, that uh, they've all sound good, but that was like. Ooh. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then from okay. there we'll probably stop by um dim sum king and get some uh, dim sum um, by the pieces because at this point we'll probably want to take it easy before we hit our next big meal. Um,
0: yeah, I see the problem uh, dim sum that could that could end it for me because I wouldn't have portion control. I love dim sum, so that <laughs> I, I I get what you're saying, but I might I might goof us up there. But all right, where else are we gonna go?
1: But you're lucky because I can eat, so we can keep going. Okay, there we go. Um, you have to wear the sweatpants. That's that's the secret.
0: You have to wear the sweatpants. <laughs> that's the secret. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the secret. <laughs> Love it.
1: Um, so from there, since you said you haven't had bumbo way uh, um, we'll probably stop by fossil one for bumbo way and Vietnamese iced coffee because we're gonna need it. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and then from there we'll shift up, we'll stop by either. Um still in chinatown um it's called first hill in that area uh we'll mm-hmm. stop by uh seattle fish guys we'll get some poke uh, i'm not sure how much you love poke but i love I poke do. so we're gonna be getting poke from them or okay. we'll go all the way up to Edmonds and we'll get ono poke which is also another favorite poke place of mine so you have two options okay. of poke place um
0: well, but the good it, news is, is where the drive between downtown and Edmonds is going to take us a while. And so our food will digest.
1: Right. So I think that might be the plan.
0: Yeah. that might be, yeah. <laughs> And it's just, just for that reason.
1: Right. And then from there, we'll, since we're in Edmonds, we might as well stop by the market and get some lobster rolls okay. and fish and chips. Okay. Because their fish and chips is also a must.
0: Really? Okay. Yes. All right.
1: Um, And then, you know, if now if you're craving desserts, we can either get ice creams at Molly Moons or (laughs) Frankie and Joe's, which is a plant-based ice cream place, which when people think plant-based, they're like, oh, I don't know. Trust me, you will want to eat some or elaborate on Frankie and Joe's.
0: I I have not heard of this, so elaborate.
1: So Frankie and Joe's are female-owned. Um, They started, their first location was up in Capitol Hill. Um, It's a plant-based ice cream shop. Um, Well, of course, Um, Mm plant-based. But their flavors are very unique. Um, You know, probably flavors that you probably wouldn't think to combine. Uh, What made me really draw to them was their uh, flavor, the black charcoal. It's kind of like a sea salt, black charcoal, if I remember correctly. Um,
0: That's not, I'm on their website right now and they don't have that, but they have a salty caramel ash.
1: That's the one. Like that is what drew me to them. And over time, they just came out with several different flavors that I just love. Um, Their current seasonal flavor, uh, the rhubarb yuzu, which I just picked up a pint yesterday. And that's my favorite. Like, it's so good. Uh um rhubarb and yuzu right um
0: but this is interesting
1: yeah um because i am partially lactose intolerant. i try to not have too much dairies but but then i'm like whatever i i need dairy but frankie joe's yeah, it's... is probably one of my gold to um pretty frequently
0: and where are they at
1: so frankie and joe's is located in capitol hill um, they have a location in Ballard, and now University Village. Oh, good for them! Yeah, and they also have it in stores as well. So, like PCC Market.
0: So. Yeah. No. this Okay. Well, I guess I have to come to Seattle and we have to go eat. That sounds like an amazing. Uh, I think I have to sleep for a week.
1: I think we'll so, have uh, to keep to that schedule.
0: <laughs> I that'd be a, that'd be a lot of fun. We could record another episode as we're going from place to place.
1: No, it's fun. Like. <laughs> For me, like, I think that's the one thing I love is just being able to do that with my friends and just Mm -hmm. friends that can eat. (laughs) Um, And I have a lot of them that could eat and hold up um, pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just with Monica and my other friend, Jesse, this weekend. And we, you know, we had brunch and I went to the market and I went to Ono Poke. But if we had more time, we probably wouldn't have went to more stops.
0: Right, um, right, are you a, are you a fan of pizza at all?
1: I am. I I would like to say I'm more of a burger burger girl and a okay. pizza.
0: Um okay. but so I can do pizza. Well, where's, oh, where's a good burger place?
1: Dangerous, but I live really close to Eden Hill Provision. Mm-hmm. Um, their burgers, the Big Macs, uh, is so good. Chef Max. Is so great. Um, he's a genius, but his burger is one of my favorite in the Seattle area. Um, it's just so juicy. It's kind of like it's his twist on the Big Mac, right? Um huh? it's just so delicious. You have to get that, and you have to get their milkshake, um, which is a Huckleberry uh cheesecake. So good. It's so good. Okay. Um but their burger is a must if you're ever in the Seattle area, too.
0: Uh how about another burger place? There's gotta be more than one.
1: Let's see. Ooh. See, I I tend to draw towards Eden Hill because it's so okay. good. Um All right,
0: that's fine. I that's can't think of fun. another
1: burger place on top of my mind, which is weird.
0: <laughs> and you're not you're not much of a pizza pizza's not your um your go-to that's that's and that's completely fine
1: yeah i mean Um, i like pizza um you know it's like if it's there i will eat it um but i personally if i do if i am craving for a pizza and i would drive all the way out to Redmond um sparks pizza
0: yeah
1: and i really like their crust it's so good um, but if i'm in the area or even if i'm craving pizza i will go out that way um for sparks if not if i'm you know still craving uh fiasco out in fremont mm. have a really good pizza as well um, they have great deals on monday where it's buy one get one so i'm also a person that loves deals as well
0: <laughs> sure well, I no mean- So what's, uh, so let's circle back to your site and your Instagram and all that. So what's next for you? What, what, what does, what's on the horizon? What are you working towards?
1: So I think we're talking about this before you press record. Um, My long-term goal is to be able to publish a cookbook. Um, That's been my dream and my goal for so long. And it's something that I I'm trying to still figure out um, when is the right time or is there ever a right time or should I just do it? Um, and that's why a lot of you know recipes um, aren't shared because I am still on the fence of, do I share all the recipes that I want to share or do I want to reserve some recipes for the cookbook? So I think that's where my long-term goal is Create a cookbook and have it out there for everyone to enjoy. Um, sharing my culture, um, you know, from the island to the mainland and how my taste and my perception of food have changed over time. Uh, because there's so much more. And I was very fortunate and very lucky to be born and raised in such a diverse culture, especially, you know, in Hawaii, you know, we have so much diversity there. And when I w- moved to the mainland, I was very lucky to also, you know, live in Seattle or Washington, where it's also very diverse um, cuisines as well. But, of course, more cuisines that I would not have knew about if I was still living in Hawaii. Um,
0: well, I, I get a kick out. Of it. Well, first off, number one, you just have to do it. It'll never be the right time. You'll always find an excuse. So you just have to do it. Just just you just need to execute. Just. You will never, life will never line up perfectly for you to do that. You just need to make it happen and you should.
1: No. And I Um, 100% agree with you on that. You know, it's just who's going to be that person that will publish a (laughs) couple.
0: Right. Right. But on your, on your bio, on your website, I just got to ask, because you're very specific and I'm going to read. Uh, when I arrived in Seattle, I didn't know anyone, but I had my two suitcases, a job lined up, and a 316-square-foot studio apartment. How on earth did you know it was 316 square feet? Uh,
1: so when <laughs> I when I got a call that I was offered my job at the time, um, I I didn't even bother flying up here and looking for apartments. Uh. I was like, this looks very you know, this was insulting you. And it's like, this looks like a very safe area. Um, It's not that far from my work. I can walk to work less than 15 minutes. And why not? So, and I, at the time, I didn't really think how big it was, but it was just me. So I didn't really care. I just care about the location. think it's decent. Hopefully it was decent. And it's close to work and I don't have a car or anything like that. So, you know, <laughs> when I first got there, my leasing manager forgot that I was coming. So
0: oh, no. I was
1: outside the door and I was like, okay, is he coming? And um, he took me upstairs later on uh, after waiting for like two hours. Um, then I realized, wow, this is a very small space. Yes, um, it is.
0: And
1: it's very small but it had an in-unit washer and dryer. So I wasn't going to complain. So, and it was very convenient. It it was close to a Whole Foods. It was close to basically a lot of things. I mean, at this time, you know, um, Shake Shack hadn't opened. A lot of the Amazon buildings weren't open. This is six years ago. Um, Right. I didn't realize at the time that I was living in the middle of Amazon. You know, um, I didn't know that until, I was going in and out of my apartment complex and everyone was asking me, Oh, do you work for Amazon? What department? And I was like, I do not work for Amazon. <laughs> and everyone was surprised because everyone in my apartment building probably work for Amazon. Um right. so from that point, I kind of knew, all right, I'm in a good area. The apartment is small, but it's convenient. It's good enough for me. Um, how did I cook in that kitchen? I got no idea.
0: I was going to say cuz 316 square feet a pretty good size hotel room you know yeah. it, it, depending on where you're staying so that's not a lot of square footage
1: no and you know that's <sighs> and I made it work I made my cooking work in that kitchen so really okay. it's possible you know you don't need big kitchen you don't need like fancy stuff i was very fortunate that throughout the years i follow my passion and i wanted to kind of upgrade my kitchen um upgrade with some plates and you know props and all that um so but like really if i give anyone advice like you don't really need a lot of fancy stuff to be a recipe developer you just need passion and i made it work in my really small apartment
0: (laughs) so i'll i'm gonna ask one last question for today You just said you don't need a lot of fancy equipment. You know, you just said you can make it work in a 316 square foot studio Mm -hmm. apartment. What's the one cooking piece of equipment that you can't do without that you would, that's maybe, you don't say a knife because I mean, that's maybe a little out of the ordinary. You know, what, is there one thing, one piece of equipment that you've stumbled upon that you're like, I don't know how I did this without this before.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I say that any home cook should have a really good Dutch oven. Um, okay. It can be a Dutch oven or it can be um, a brazier. Um, those will take you a long way. You can make so much in a Dutch oven. You can braise. You can um, bake in it. Um, there's just so it's so convenient. And it's so easy to use and, um, it just goes a long way. So really having a really good Dutch oven is, it'll be amazing. Um,
0: that's your, that's your, that's your answer. Yeah. I mean,
1: other than that, I have my wok, which I love my wok and it does everything. It can fry an egg, it can steam, um, you know, so really a Dutch oven or wok will do, um, you know, growing up, I cook a lot with a wok, just watching my grandma, because she would literally crack an egg in a wok and fry an egg. Um, she would make fried rice, she would make noodles, she would steam fish out of it. So, uh, really, a wok can be so diverse. Like, you can do so many things with it.
0: Okay, there we have it. <laughs> so, for people that want to find out more about you and follow along your very tasty-looking Instagram and all that, where, where can people find you?
1: uh they can find me on instagram at annie underscore east food or um check out my blog through annieswindow.com um, but yeah other than that i'll be around the gram
0: there we go thank you so much for being here
1: thank you scott all right <laughs>